It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health. Hear about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Yeah, and a big topic, and somebody knows what they're talking about to talk about it. When you mention the word stroke, everybody will stop right in their tracks and say, what the heck is going on there? But all the information we're putting out there, and we're talking to Dr. Yelena Spiegel, MD and neurologist at St. Mary Medical Center. Welcome, doctor. Good to have you aboard. Thank you very much. All Thank right. you for having me. You bet. It's a lot of uh, great information here. You've been at St. Mary's. Tell us about uh, how long you've been there and what you've been doing. Uh, I've been in the neurology practice over 30 years uh, to St. Mary's Hospital, about six and a half years. Wow, 30 years worth. Boy, uh, you probably have a, more than a few stories to tell about all the advances and all the different things that have happened over your experience as a doctor. Would you say so? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're talking stroke, or at least you are, and when somebody mentions that, it's always, uh, we're taking this medication to prevent stroke, and then we're doing this because you're in a risk for stroke. What exactly is stroke, doctor? Can you define that? Uh, in layman terms, a stroke is damage to the brain tissue caused by lack of blood supply to mm-hmm. the certain area of the brain, mm-hmm. and that leads us to the reason for the stroke, Basically, what happens, either vessels are not bringing enough blood or vessels are completely blocked for some period of time. It doesn't happen, uh, it, it doesn't have to happen for a long period of time. It takes about six minutes for the brain tissue to suffer from the damage. Wow. That's, uh, now, if that happens in certain area, that's what we call stroke. Mm. Uh, but there are actually a couple of types of stroke. One is ischemic stroke, which is exactly what I was just talking about, and another is hemorrhagic stroke when vessel breaks for whatever reason. It could be some kind of vascular anomaly. It could be because of blood pressure. It could be because of tumor, and uh, uh, we call them hemorrhagic strokes. Okay. It's a bleed. Yeah, so there's some other marker that uh, caused it to happen. It's almost like blowing a fuse in your house or something like that where uh, something happens to cause a chain reaction and ends up being to being stroke. Are there, in, in between that, in, in your practice, doctor, or where you're working at St. Mary's, are there some, there's warning signs and, 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 and certainly risk factors. And uh, who is the, the most at risk? Uh, heart patients, uh, those who advanced age, or, or can it get anybody at any time? Uh, unfortunately, we see more and more young people uh, in the past, we were thinking that elderly people prone to the stroke more, but like I said, unfortunately, we do see very young people, and we see people, even child, in, in, in the children uh, can have stroke. And this is because of different kind of blood disorders, vascular disorders, inflammation in the vessels. But definitely, if you look at the statistics, that older people are more prone to the stroke. Right. And circulation, is that, uh, is that a factor as well, or lack of good circulation? Could that happen as well? Could lead Absolutely. to stroke? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, one of the things, too, I guess there's some warning signs. They used to have the, the public service uh, announcement. They used to call it FAST, you know, face, arms, speech, and time. Is that, is that about right when you see, like, some warning signs, or do you think you might uh, see somebody who's having a stroke? Is, does that make a lot of sense? 
It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, whenever you see somebody all of a sudden looking at you and the face is asymmetric, you have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Or somebody tells you that, you know, my one side of my body or my face is numb mm-hmm. or I cannot move the arm or leg or I'm dizzy. Uh, headache is usually not a sign of stroke, which is very often mistaken for the stroke, but dizziness definitely. Wow. So uh, we... Nowadays, we see more and more patients actually more educated, and they come to the hospital with those signs and symptoms, and we see them immediately. But unfortunately, a lot of people miss their time, and they don't call 911, and Mm. that's what they should do. If you see somebody having those symptoms or you're having those symptoms yourself, Mm. do not wait. Do not hesitate whatsoever, absolutely. Now, and you're, you've been doing this for 30 years, 30, and which is uh, which is a lot, and also you've been at St. Mary's for six. Exactly where do you come in, doctor, as a neurologist? Where uh, Where is your place at St. Mary's? How do you, where do you fit into the picture at the at the medical center? What is your, what do you have to do? Uh, we are part of Department of Medicine, but we have consultant service mm-hmm. mostly. So we we are consulting not just on the stroke victims, but uh, any other neurological problems. So mm-hmm. I am part of uh, Jefferson Middlebrook Neurology Group. Mm-hmm. It's four of partners uh, in the group. There are two uh, independent neurologists at St. Mary's Medical Center as well. So we are providing all neurological services known mm-hmm. currently to the St. Mary's Medical Center. Okay, and and uh, you've been doing it for a, a while. Are there, are there uh, di- uh, diagnose? I know what tests are there. Tests available, doctor, to sort of get a a line on everything, or maybe as a precursor to find something, or for stress for uh, risk factors. Are there tests available to to seek sure. out and find it? Sure. I mean, if somebody is having problems, whatever problems they have, like I listed before, right. they should see either their primary doctor or neurologist if the problems are more intense. And uh, we can look at the vessels, actually. We can do carotid ultrasound. We can do angiography of the vessels inside of the brain to see in what shape they are. We also check in. I mean, we're going into risk factors right now. Right. Uh, so, I mean, and one of the risk factors is high cholesterol. So it's definitely part of the workup from the primary physician and for neurologist to check the blood work on a regular basis. Um, we also do risk assessment for sleep apnea in people who are overweight. Uh, that was added as a risk factor by American Stroke Association. Uh, we look at the heart function. Uh, we look at different kind of cardiac arrhythmia, which are very high risk for stroke. So yes, there are measures we can take to prevent the stroke. Yeah, there's so many different avenues that it takes myself, as you just mentioned, I'm an AFib, and uh, uh, they give you the the eloquence in there because you know you, this is a, in case something happens for stroke, and that's and then when, so if that happens, that's pretty much it. So they're always that's always the backup plan. You have your medications, but you also have the the ones that'll or blood thinners that will help in case of stroke as well. So those are the those are the things that you were just talking about as well. Uh, we're going to take a break, Dr. Elena Spiegel. A neurologist at St. Mary Medical Center. We're talking stroke, the risk factors, and some of the treatments, and we're coming right back. Pain is the enemy. Motion is victory. 
So, the St. Mary Orthopedic Team replaces knees and hips. We mend spines. We mend people. With brilliant technology and simple human kindness. So you can go home faster and happier. That's our mission. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash ortho. Dion Square, located at South Oxford Valley Road and South Olds Boulevard, is a great place to shop and eat with the following businesses ready to serve you. The AutoZone, PA Wine and Spirits, CVS Pharmacy, The Hair Cuttery, Nationwide Insurance, Liberty Auto Tags, Smile Culture Dental, the First National Bank and Trust Company of Newtown, Lee's Hoagie House, and Pat Dion Beverages. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. Big topic, strokes, and we're talking to the neurologist at St. Mary Medical Center, Yelena Spiegel. Good to see you, doctor. Good to have you here. Um, we're talking about factors. Can can actually everyday stress kind of uh, add in as well? The uh, stress on your job or, or bother, you know, some outside forces. Can stress actually uh, be a, a marker as well? I can't say that this is a direct cause of stroke, mm. but, you know, stress can cause anything. Mm. So in my mind uh, and in the mind of a lot of neurologists, stress probably can cause elevated blood pressure, and blood pressure elevation is a risk for stroke. But I do not think that stress directly can cause stroke, the, mm. the statement we can make. No, okay, but, uh, yeah, you said it could uh, it could lead to something else, which could lead to something else, and that's kind of where you are um, with, with stroke. Um other other treatment and procedure options are are there as well. When you have to, uh, can you are are the treatments better than when you first started? I mean, there's are there more avenues to treat stroke than when you first started some many moons ago? Oh yeah, mm. I mean the thing is that in 1996, um, the the very innovative treatment was approved by by FDA, and this is a uh, intravenous thrombolysis treatment. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the turning point in the whole neurology world. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we knew how to diagnose stroke, we knew some, in some respect how to prevent the stroke, but basically we couldn't do anything about the stroke. Uh, we just uh, gave nature power of taking its course and that's it. Now we actually can help people. Mm-hmm. And that treatment was one of, the best invention in the medical science, in my mind. In your experience. Uh, so, and unfortunately, it has a very strict indications and very strict contraindications, and the huge factor in the whole treatment is time. And that's why we're trying to educate patients and everybody that time is of essence. Right, sure. Because the treatment can be provided only within first three hours, sometimes up to four and a half hours after the patient was seen by somebody or tells me clearly at baseline. Right. I mean, there's uh, there's also, by getting there early, your, your recovery time would be a lot easier or a lot, uh, a lot more, uh, say, palatable, and you can make a full recovery. And that's always a tough one because you've, you've read, I've read stories where, uh, uh, an actress years ago by the name of Patricia Neal had a stroke and uh, actually had to learn to speech, had to learn to talk all over again. And that was, yeah. that was this is now well over 50 years ago. 
and it's kind of amazing, but you're talking about some of the interventional stuff so you can get there early and make the recovery time a lot shorter and more functional. I would think that would be part of the mission right there at St. Mary's. Uh, definitely, but also you have to keep in mind that the early the, we, we're not waiting for three hours yeah. to give a treatment. We give the treatment immediately. So we, we give treatment basically within minutes after patient arrives. Mm-hmm. If we don't see any contraindications, we talk to the patient, we explain, and we go for that treatment. Earlier you give the treatment, the better is chance for recovery. Um, And some people walk out without any deficits. Yeah, those are the lucky ones, uh, to be sure. The body affected, uh, one of the things was arms and weakness. Is there has to be any rehab done afterwards if if they recover from a stroke? And do they lose, you know, muscle strength, weakness or or function? Is, Is that part of the is that part of it, too? Sure. Mm-hmm. And also vision, speech, vision, yeah. balance. So there's a lot of things people can lose with a stroke. Right. Right. Sometimes their eyes are not moving. They see double. Because of double vision, they can become more and more dizzy. Uh, they can lose dexterity. They can have behavioral issues. They can lose memory. So there's a lot of things. You, you basically can become completely disabled with a stroke. But like I'm telling my patients, you don't die from stroke, which is maybe would be your choice. You become extremely, extremely disabled. Yeah, boy, there's so many different levels that you were just talking about. In in your world there as neurologist, was that when you became a doctor, is that what always got you going? The you know, the neurology part of it is was there a calling? Was somebody in your family afflicted? What uh, made you choose neurology as a course of uh, as a course of being a doctor? Uh, no, I was actually first in my family to become a doctor. Nice. Very now nice. my son is in medical school. But, ah. uh, no, no, nobody in my family was a doctor. Neurology, I guess it's a challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a very interesting as far as diagnosis. Uh, when I started, we did not have tools we have in right now. So basically it was you, patient, and your brain yeah, to right. work with. Right, and uh, yeah, and and thinking quickly and and noticing uh, certain markers in a hurry as well. Uh, I mean, you like you say the, the the timing and everything else, and working against the clock too, and that's that's uh, doubly tough. But boy, you certainly you certainly uh, pick the at the top of the line, doctor. The 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 most uh, challenging to be sure of all the different kinds of medicines being practiced today. That's to be sure. But uh, like you said, you were heartened years ago with the treatments and in your 30 years of experience. Where do you see it going uh, from, from this day forth? Are there a lot of research and development involved with uh, stroke? Do you, do you actually uh, attend lectures or lecture yourself about it uh, around the country? Absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of, I mean, I, I also wanted to mention about mm-hmm. other uh, ways to treat the stroke. We, right. we don't stop at giving patients thrombolysis. We're trying to resolve the clot with thrombolysis, but we also have available neurosurgical options for those patients. If patient doesn't improve and patient has a clot sitting somewhere in the vessel, our neurovascular surgeons actually can remove the clot. And that adds to the benefit to the patient big time. So, and that procedure can be done, believe it or not, within 24 hours after the stroke started. Mm-hmm. So we have very 
close relationship with neurovascular surgeons at Jefferson University Hospital. And if I see the patient is not improving after I'm given thrombolysis, I get in touch with them and we helicopter patients to Jefferson University Hospital and they're trying to help them that way. Mm. And they're extremely, extremely successful with that. Wow, that, uh, that's certainly, uh, you certainly have a plan there. I mean, it's just, you got to make a decision. Uh, yeah, our program is yeah. set up in stone. <laughs> yeah, I, but you really got to move in a hurry and make some quick decisions as well uh, in, in order to do that. I mean, transporting and things like that, boy, that's... Uh, that's we have minutes. You do. Basically minutes. And seconds, for, to be sure. Well, we're, we've got minutes to go here. We're talking with Dr. Yelena Spiegel. She's a neurologist at St. Mary Medical Center. We're talking stroke and treatments and markers and all that other stuff, and we're coming right back. Dear neighbors, our hearts live to fix yours. The St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447-ST-MARY or visit stmaryhealthcare.org slash heart. Running a local business means going through many stages. You need a bank that understands each one. I'm Jean Vidoni, President and CEO of Penn Community Bank. Whatever stage your business is currently in, whatever your goals are for the future, we can help with a custom banking solution designed around your unique needs. As we get to know you and get to know your business, we'll make sure that the services we provide are in line with where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. It's what makes Penn Community Bank different. It's what gives you an edge. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. In the arena with Dr. Elena Spiegel, neurologist at St. Mary Medical Center, <clears throat> talking strokes and prevention. And uh, Dr. Spiegel is, is kind enough to, to get to us on the phone talking about this uh, important topic. And a lot of t- you talk to your doctor, you talked a lot about prevention and, and getting ahead of the game just a little bit and finding uh, markers. How can a, uh, a prospective patient, is there dietary uh, 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 dietary things they can do, exercise, is that all a factor in, in uh, increasing your percentages of not having a stroke? Um. We call them modifiable risk factors for stroke, mm-hmm. and that would be watching your cholesterol, taking care of your diabetes, taking care of your blood pressure, taking care of your weight. So those factors we actually fix, mm-hmm. and that's what brings us to how you do that. You see your physician on a regular basis. If you have, if you had some neurological issues and you have neurologist, we can follow that in the office. Um, if, for example, you had some carotid disease, carotid artery disease in your neck, we're watching your ultrasounds on a regular basis. So there's a lot of things we can do for you, and there's a lot of things you can do for yourself. Right. You're one of the- taking your medications mm-hmm. correctly, taking care and watching your diet being active, being physical, that's all matters. Sure does. You know, one of the things you did mention was cholesterol. What is the connection there uh, about high cholesterol or um, tri- triglycerides or anything like that? Is it, it What is the connection with uh, stroke and high cholesterol? Uh, high cholesterol, we, we're not talking about triglycerides. Mm-hmm. I know that mm-hmm. a lot of people with diabetes have elevated triglycerides. Right. We're not 
usually looking at this number. We're looking, uh, if you talk about cholesterol, there's a good cholesterol, which is called high-density cholesterol, HDL, and we have a bad cholesterol, which is an LDL, low-density. So we're looking at this number. We're not even looking at total cholesterol anymore. Okay. So your LDL is supposed to be less than 100, your bad cholesterol. Uh, and that can be affected only by medications. Hmm. Uh, when somebody had already neurological events such as TIA or stroke, our number goes down. We want better and tighter control of that bad cholesterol and number would be 70. So that's what we're looking at. Your high density cholesterol can be improved only by exercise, nothing else. No medications can improve that. Triglycerides are usually affected by uh, diabetes by elevated blood sugars, and uh, it has to be treated by your primary doctor. We have medications to help with that. Diet definitely helps with that, and exercise. No question. Yeah, we are uh, we are uh, in the medical world all treating numbers a lot, right? Uh, this one twelve over seventy eight for blood pressure, cholesterol, and heart mm-hmm. rate, and 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 uh, resting pulse and things like that's all all a bunch of uh, numbers. You know, you mentioned the, uh, the, the, the cholesterol, and uh, how about the ingestion of salt, doctor, uh, or watching your salt intake? Is that, is that a factor? Could that be a factor as well? Uh, that affects your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect your cholesterol. It affects your blood pressure. Mm, okay. So that's why you, you have to watch it. You have to be reasonable. Um, yes, you're right. We're looking at the numbers. Right. But I'm always telling we we have residency program right now here and i'm talking to the residents i'm talking to my colleagues and whenever i'm teaching i'm telling uh neurology is not just an, a science numbers it's also an art so when you're looking at the patient you should not you should you should look at the numbers but you also should look at everything else and that becomes an art Yes, I mean, yeah, sometimes it's just a, a look or a feel or a hunch. <laughs> sometimes anything is in play, to be sure. How is the, uh, you know, you've been involved with uh, St. Mary's for about six years, the teamwork involved. I always impressed by the way everybody seems to be either on the same page, all in. You have to rely on a lot of people, delegation, team effort. That seems to be paramount for uh, especially what, what you're doing, Doctor. I mean, the, the, the teamwork events, you have to be pretty pleased with uh, what's been going on at uh, St. Mary's. Uh, nobody can do anything by themselves. It mm-hmm. always has to be a teamwork. And it proves itself every day, every minute in our lives. Mm-hmm. So I have a stroke coordinator, Claire Getz, who always says it takes a village yeah. to, to take care of one patient. Uh, we have a huge team of support staff uh, to help us, emergency room physicians and nurses and physician assistants play a huge role in all of that because all of that starts with them most of the time. Uh, we have a great EMS teams, paramedics. We also have teaching with them. we meeting with them. We're giving them input after the patient is discharged, and we're trying to teach them with signs and symptoms of stroke, that they have to be alarmed first. They are first in the field. Mm-hmm. So it starts with them. It starts with emergency room. And when patient is transitions to emergency room, when they call us for the consult, it 
becomes our issue too. And then patient admitted to the hospital, they're primary physicians, internists. We need a cardiologist, pulmonologist. So it's, it's a huge team of people taking care of one patient. And without the team, we would not be successful ever. You bet. I mean, that's uh, that's uh, just preaching the gospel there with all the navigators and relying on, you have to rely on information that comes your way and you're involved with surveys and feedback and things like that. Uh, and the advent of technology too, uh, Dr. Spiegel, it's, it has to be uh, a real blessing that you can access information, you can find it in a hurry, you can process it in a hurry. That has to be the, one of the biggest changes in, 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 least in your career as a doctor. Yes, I mean, computers, mm-hmm. even though I don't like computers, to tell you the <laughs> yeah, truth. You don't. <laughs> Nobody of my generation, I think, likes oh. them very much, but they're a huge asset mm. because I can look at the films. I mean, nobody has to print the films for me to look at them. When patient is brought to emergency room, I'm usually going with a patient to the CAT scan, and I'm looking at the films while they are done. Yeah, I mean, that's I already amazing. have impression what's going on. So MRI, CAT scan, echocardiogram, a lot of tools. Uh, And yes, computers are helping big time with that because the information is available within seconds. Right. Yeah. I mean, I wonder. Somebody had to print it. I had to look at that. I had to find the film. uh, But now it's all in one place. Right, and all the pictures there, you have to process all that. Pretty soon you'll be FaceTiming with your patients and, and, and getting them even before uh, you even meet are. them, huh? Yeah. We already are. Yeah. I mean, our patients, we, we have telemedicine equipment in our hospital, and uh, a lot of patients experience that already. If I'm not in the hospital and I need to see patient immediately, I log on. My robot is sitting in the emergency room, and I can talk to the patient. I can talk to the family, so my colleagues, and uh, we don't delay anything by us coming to the hospital. We do everything remotely. Yeah, and it's uh, sometimes could be farmed out. I mean, uh, based on access, I mean, somebody could go to an urgent care and then be transported to you, and you would have to get more information there. That's a pretty good uh, St. Mary's has an urgent care. That's always a, a nice arm to have as well, right? I mean, somebody on a Sunday afternoon, not everybody's available, go to a, an urgent care, get treated, or if, and then move on. So that's also a bonus, too. Do you ever inter- interact with any of the urgent care information that comes your way? Well, we always do. I mean, yeah. we interact with any information available to us. Mm. And patients are sent from primary doctor's offices, cardiology offices, any offices. Uh, lately, we see a lot of patients sent from ophthalmology offices. Mm-hmm. Patient thinks that something is wrong with their eyes, and it's a stroke. Right. So ophthalmologists are extremely aware of that, and they send patients right to emergency room. Urgent care, definitely. When somebody feels just numbness or pain in the arm or weakness, they don't immediately think about stroke. They go to urgent care, and mm-hmm. urgent care sends them to us. Yeah, and that's a, that's a lifesaver as well. I mean, no, no question about that. That's another component as well. Do you ever get any time to sleep, doctor? Or any, any, any spare, you have no spare time? Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, <I'm> okay. <laughs> yeah, you're always on call, to be sure. Now, as we wrap up here, for more information, you can get to the website at uh, org front slash stroke and you get all that information and dr spiegel is right there and uh, a, a great team that they have at saint mary's is there any other information before we uh, before we move on here doctor and wrap things up that you'd like to share with our, our listeners something that uh, maybe they they wouldn't know or 
something if they if they have a visit with you or anything like that? Anything off the no, top of your head? I just wanted to mention one thing that so, you have to understand mm-hmm. that when stroke happened and you have deficit and you might feel extremely depressed about that, uh, it usually takes about six months uh, for body to recover from the stroke. Hmm. So whatever your symptoms you have initially, it might not be the end of the world, and right. you might improve big time. And in this case, we have a great rehabilitation hospital across the street from us, and hmm. we refer in a lot of patients there. If hmm. patients go in home, we can send home care people, physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists. So this is not the end of the world. We're trying to do our best to help you during that time when you're having a stroke and after that. That is, the, you're we're a good ready point. to give you guidance what to do after the stroke. That is, that is good because you talk about the home health care and, and uh, being more comfortable in your own home and you can make recovery uh, paramount. They don't want you hanging around the hospitals because that's, uh, you, want to, you want to recover at home. And that's, that's not bad either. I mean, there's a lot, of great, uh, uh, a, a lot of great facilities and part of the business, too, in rehab that uh, they've made strides as well. So you have to be uh, uh, excited about what they do with the rehab part of it. What did you say, doctor? Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of innovations there, and uh, they're doing a great job. Mm. We see patients. We have a stroke support group over there, yep. and people are coming and sharing what what experience they had in the hospital and after the hospital. And it's really amazing what's been done these days. And you probably uh, take a lot of that information and some of the patient's reactions and pass it on to somebody else who would be feeling stressed or say, hey, I have a case here and this worked out okay. So you're in that business, too, to get all that information and all the feedback and all the support systems that go along at St. Mary's to put all that, uh, all that information into action and, and prevention. And that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot to do, but looks like you're up to it, that's for sure. Are we trying? You better believe you're trying and succeeding. And uh, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you, Doctor. And uh, consider uh, consider all the busy busy schedule you have and a lot of great information. And hopefully we'll be talking again and about some uh, other things and innovations and some great treatments to prevent stroke and to lead healthier lives. I appreciate it very much. I just want everybody to remember magic number 911. Yes. Do not wait. <laughs> Call. You got uh, it. And I know some people tell me, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed. I didn't have that much. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'd rather them to come. I'd rather them to be safe than sorry. And let us decide what's going on. Right. Yeah. You make the call. That's it. They make the call and then you make the call after that. Yeah. Okay. Thank Don't you. Don't so- sleep it off. Don't sleep it off. Don't wait. Right. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Spiegel, for uh, checking in with us and continued success. And uh, thank you for your great service to uh, St. Mary Medical Center, all the patients that you have. And thank you for having us. You betcha. We'll be talking soon, I'm sure. Sure. All righty. That is our Healthline for today. Dr. Yelena Spiegel, neurologist at St. Mary's, 30 years in the business, six at St. Mary's, doing such a great job. For more information, you can get to the website, www.stmaryhealthcare.org, front slash stroke, for more information. As You can also get more information, too, when you check in on our St. Mary Healthline, 9 o'clock Wednesdays here on WBCB. <music>